them up, drink them down, whiskey and cigars all around. Cheers, y'all. program smoking and toasting it's show number 160 and we are all about craft beer fine spirits and hand rolled cigars look how fine these spirits are how you doing my name is cruz my partner is ian barry we are brought to you by b&b butchers and restaurant at 1814 washington ave in houston and in the shops at clear fork in fort worth by bb italia in on memorial in uh, houston and uh, of course bb lemon which is also great i love this uh, welcome to the show. It's show number 160, as I mentioned, and we are live, and I love this. You can hear the occasional car or truck going by because we're live at the new potato. But even more exciting, can you hear that bird? A little chirping in the background. We've got, a, we, we've got actual sounds of nature. So we're going to enjoy <laughs> uh, cigars and spirits and beers while we enjoy the sounds of nature on today's smoking and Toast. I'm a little surprised, because generally speaking, when you go outside, you attract leaf blowers and Well, there was one here earlier. Yes. We just managed to scare him away. Uh, uh, but not, of course, before he blew a whole bunch of dirt on my car. So, you know, it, it, it is what it is. So. Well, that's uh, well the new potato is not actually open at this time. I mean, they open, what, like 5 o'clock? Or 5 o'clock, yeah. 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 Uh, and uh, we are... Uh, fortunate enough that Ian is uh, tied with Paul. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Here. to come in here, and not only this time did he allow us to come in, but he has supplied us with some outrageously awesome-looking whiskey. That's awesome because I asked him last week after our show. We were kind of kicking around, and we we're you know we're we're doing a promo for the whiskey sniff, which is going to be amazing. What is it? Two weeks away? Yeah, a couple Woo. weeks away. Wednesday, November sixth at B and B. We'll tell you more about that in a minute. Let's get your tickets. By the way, they're going fast. Um, yeah, so I called him and asked him. I said, "Hey, man, we have this thing we need to do. We need to show everyone how the whiskey sniff works." Right. And uh, and he said, "That sounds great. What do you do?" I said, "Well, we need a bunch of whiskey." And he said, "I have that." I said, "We need a bunch of good whiskey." And he goes, yeah, I have that too. Yeah. That awesome. Roger that. <laughs> so uh, he was kind enough to set us up with a couple flights. We have these flights right behind the uh, bottles here. And we're going to actually perform the Whiskey Sniff live mm -hmm. right here for you to see exactly how it's done. We're going to do this repeatedly until I have, the end of the show, by the way. I have lit the newest cigar in the A.J. Fernandez uh, cigar family, You're as such you know. a fanboy. I am a fanboy. I'm not ashamed to admit it. Uh, this is the Dias de Gloria. It's a Nicaraguan uh, Puro all the way through, and uh, I'm enjoying it so far, but I can't wait to, to do a little sniffing and pair it with some whiskey. Now, so. I, I just have a question to ask you. Does your wife ever say anything about all the A.J. Fernandez posters that you have up in your bedroom? <laughs> well, she, <laughs> she she hasn't said anything, but you know, fortunately, A.J.'s a nice-looking man, so that helps. <laughs> well, you there's know. that. Yeah, because yeah, you know. yeah, he's always got that great hat on. Yeah, too. he's got that great hat. He's, always got, he's got great style. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's that guy, so... Uh, anyway, we are uh, we are thrilled to be here at the New Potato, and now let's talk whiskey sniff just a little bit. As Ian said, it's a couple weeks away. It's Wednesday, November the 6th. You can get your tickets at eventbrite.com. Go there and search whiskey sniff. It's very, very simple. You'll find it. Now, tickets are $125, so it's like, okay, 
that's not a that's a commitment. Ex- that's not an ex- not an expensive ticket as these things go, but it is a commitment. So, Ian, what do we get for a buck twenty five? A lot. Yeah. So, uh, if you were going to go to a bar and try, let's say, for instance, you're going to try five whiskeys, and most of the time at the high end uh, bars where you got, you know, you try a nice scotch, you try a couple whiskeys, some of the harder to get items. People who've got some decent stuff, right? Right, right. You know, we're not talking about going down and having a shot of Jim Beam. We're talking about Getting some of the really uh, higher end stuff. Look what we have: uh, the Elijah Craig here, mm-hmm. the Four Rows. We got a bunch of great stuff uh, lined up here. We'll talk about in a little bit. But um, if you went down and bought five whiskeys from your local awesome place, One Hundred and One or New Potato or any place like that, where they have all this nice selection, um, you're going to spend almost twenty bucks per drink right, on those. Right. And that's just a normal cost because these are these are the high end of the whiskeys. We're going to have probably close to 100 expressions that you get to try yeah. at your leisure in right. the amount of time that the uh, that the uh, event goes on. You get to try that. So that means you're going to try, is, let's say you try 10 of them. You're trying them for very little at that point. Plus, you're getting a bag full of cigars right. uh, to, to try with it. Because this, in essence, is a cigar and whiskey pairing event. That's really what it's about. And there That's, will be a few other spirits available, yes. some rum, some tequila. But it's really... Uh, primarily about because it's called the whiskey sniff this event is primarily about whiskey and so if you are a fan of whiskey bourbon single malt whatever your uh whatever your particular favorite kind of whiskey is this is a good chance to not only try maybe some different expressions of that but maybe even maybe you're a single malt guy you don't experiment with bourbon much here's your chance to come right and really check out some different bourbons you may find something that you really like or vice versa maybe you yeah the other way around maybe you don't go for the bottle of balvenie 14 because it's a little pricey well guess what you you're gonna to be able it. to try it you at the whiskey it. sniff and a lot of other great stuff too uh and i know people who left last year's whiskey sniff more than one person just that i know personally with a new favorite whiskey. Yes. That they were able Absolutely. to then go out and go, this is worth me buying a bottle of because I know uh, what, what this is like. And I've, I've not only had a good time and enjoyed it at the sniff, but now I know this is something that uh, I'm willing to you know, pay for a full bottle of. So. Yes. And so for, for anybody who's new to this, gets to try out a ton of different whiskeys and find what they like in their palate. For some of those uh, more experienced, we've all had that experience of going down to the uh, local store and looking over the hundreds of bottles of whiskeys that they have there and trying to decide which one we're going to try that we haven't tried before and see how it's going to taste. Because the problem is 40 to $140. What do you buy? I don't know. Somebody said this was good, but you bring it home and you go, I haven't tried it. And you try it and you might love it, but you might go, eh, it's okay. I don't know if I would buy that bottle again. This is your opportunity to go try those. Take a picture of the bottles that you really like mm-hmm. and then go buy them. Cause Absolutely. you get, you get to taste it first, which they don't let you do generally at the liquor store. <laughs> this is true. You know, every now and then there'll be a tasting station set up, but you generally will get to taste yeah. one thing. Yeah, so, one thing. So, uh, yeah, this this is going to allow you to taste uh, just tons of things. Tons so of when things. you come in, you'll get a goodie bag, mm-hmm. and it'll have a lot of uh, cool things in it. Swag. And Karen Glass and some other cool yeah. swag from the different companies and maybe even a smoking and toasting goodie or two. Uh, nice. uh, and then... Uh, also included in that bag will be a handful of cigars, yes. and you can kind of choose between which cigar you want to light and try to pair up with things, and then maybe later you'll light another one and uh, and try to pair that. It's uh, from 6 to 8 p.m., and uh, last year sold out. We have more room this year, but I am predicting that we will sell out again. So. Well, last year we only had the uh, upstairs patio available to us, mm-hmm. and uh, it was... 
little crowded, but comfortable crowded. It was a nice party. And um, everyone was so happy there. But uh, the event was successful enough to where uh, B&B said, you know what? You got the whole upstairs this time. Right. And so that gives us plenty extra room. It also gives us a room where uh, where people can go in if they want to get away from the smoke a little bit or if they want to just uh, chill out inside a little bit. The patio upstairs is so awesome and the weather's yeah, so beautiful be right great. now. I think it's just going to be amazing. And Jeremiah Butler, our uh, good friend and supporter uh, and the head guy from B&B, will be there as well. You can talk whiskey with him. You can talk whiskey with Ian, who definitely yes. knows his stuff. And uh, you can uh, talk whiskey with the representatives they from love a to number talk of the different uh, uh, whiskey suppliers. They love to talk about the whiskey. They love to tell you the stories behind the whiskey. And that's one of the most fun parts, too, is hearing the stories behind them and how some of the different expressions came out. And maybe they tried something different and this worked. Mm-hmm. Or uh, in the case of there's certain uh, bourbons or whiskeys out there that were mistakes to begin with. And they went, you know what? This is amazing. We're going to go right. ahead and start making we're this. We're going to make this mistake a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, there's a lot of fun and interesting stories going on behind these things. And, um, and uh, I think this is going to be an absolute blast. I had so much fun last year. Yes, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be awesome. I, yes. I can't wait just to be at it personally. Yes, you know? this is, I like, and enjoy I'm, it. Just so. can't wait. So yeah, it's uh, it's well worth the uh, well worth the ticket price and more. We seriously could charge a lot more than that. Yes, for the tickets, but uh, we do try to keep it as affordable as well, possible. Try, yeah, trying to make Plus, it accessible, and and that's that's a really important thing is trying to make it accessible. One hundred and twenty five dollars is a pricey ticket. It's a lot of commitment, but if you really really do like the lifestyle, you love the cigars. You love, well, heck, you know, if you get five cigars in that bag, that's half your ticket price right there. Plus, Ian. B and B is going to be passing around food. Oh, you know we always talk about the bacon. Yes. What do you think about the bacon? Um, uh, let me get back to you on that. It's amazing. Yes. Yeah. They will be passing out bacon yes. and a bunch of other orders. Yeah. So if you've never been to B and B before, this is a great opportunity for you to try that bacon. Uh, and I know it'll be what you order when you come back. This, to, this to is eat. a little spoiler alert. When you go there and you try the bacon, you will come back. You will spend money at B&B. <laughs> yeah, so, so I am going to warn prepared. you. Yes. Be prepared, yes. <laughs> All right, we have a great show, I think, lined out for you today because we're going to show you exactly how the whiskey sniff works, the actual sniff itself. Uh, we've got a number of really awesome-looking whiskeys lined yes, up here absolutely. Uh, that Paul from the uh, New Potato has set out for us. And you may not be able to see this if you're watching on camera, but behind each one we've got a Glencairn glass with the whiskey already poured. And that's how it's going to work at the sniff, by the yes. way. Rather than sniffing the bottle itself, which you know can take a little longer, be a little more do, uh, difficult to do, they'll have each uh, whiskey poured out for you in a Glencairn glass. You'll be able to sniff, Nose the glass. work and pair it with your cigar. And then if that's the one you want, they'll pour it for you. Yes, You won't take away the, the Glencairn, they'll right. pour it for you. So we'll be working on uh, doing a little sniffing of our own, showing you exactly how it works today. Plus, what else is coming up on the show? This is big, Ian. I have big news. Talk to me. I could be getting prepared to lift my personal boycott. I've never told anyone else to boycott, but I have a personal boycott. I will not buy Nat Sherman cigars. You could be getting ready to lift I this boycott? I could be boycott? getting ready to lift this boycott, and I'll tell you why. I can't wait to hear that show. news. Yeah, I think it's big news. Uh, plus, we have a Nick Jonas update for you. And could your favorite beer wind up tasting like medicine? I don't think we got to this last week. No, you uh, know, you scared me it. with that one. I teased it, but uh, this, this is something that's a real concern. And so we'll get to that as well. Plus, uh, we brought along some beers today. We got an awful lot of whiskey to taste, so we'll see how much, how much of it that we get to. But one I was particularly interested in and in seeing what you thought about it was from Levante Brewing Company, the King of Birds Imperial Double Milk Stout. 
Oh, that sounds That delicious. just sounded like it yeah. was <laughs> an Ian sort of a beer. You know, the nice thing about a lot of the darker beers is they almost always go well with whiskey, too. Well, they do. And we're smoking. I mentioned, by the way, I'm doing the uh, A.J. Fernandez uh, Diaz de Gloria. What are you smoking there? Oh, this is the uh, H. Upman. This is the Jose Mendez. So just like the H. Upman had A.J. do some cigars, yes. they had a Jose Mendez do a cigar for them as well. So, And this is delightful so far. I've just, I just lit this right as we went live, and I'm this far into it, so it's just about prime time to actually do uh-huh. a whiskey sniff. Well, this is wonderful so far. The, uh, the cigar is... Uh, kind of kind of what you would expect from a Nicaraguan cigar. Mm-hmm. It's got the undertones of chocolate and a little bit of earth, some nice pepper, but it's not an overwhelming pepper, at least so far. So that's interesting. I've noticed lately that the trend seems to be on the Nicaraguan tobacco maybe not being quite as pepper quite forward as, pepper, yeah. as, as some of it have been. So that's how this one is smoking so far. It'll be really interesting to test something that is a pretty much on the medium to full it's on the full side of that for sure i I don't know if i'd go all the way to say full but it's definitely medium and a half at 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 the very least so it'll be interesting to see how this pairs with some of these uh, whiskeys in our well i picked one that i'd never tried before so i could get a really nice representation this one started off like the uh the initial light on this is one of the smoother initial lights i've ever had on a cigar like there was very little pepper. It has a lot of flavor. It's a very delicate flavor. So I'm interested to see That'll which whiskey how it stands up. We're going to yes. go with it, and uh, I wouldn't say it's a, I wouldn't say it's on the very light side. I'd say it's a light plus or in the in the beginnings of medium. Mild medium, yeah. Uh, at this point in time, however, uh, I'm I'm really interested with the delicate nature of the flavors. There's, there's a little coffee. There's a little uh, little hay going on in there. A little toast. I'm really interested to see which one of these is going to go with it because we have such a great variety of yes. whiskeys going on here. All right, so this is what we'll be working on when we return for our next segment. It's show number 160. Can you believe they let us go on this long? Oh, I knew you were going to say that. See, now we're going to get bad reviews. Yeah, well, what happens that is... Won't, that guys, won't be anything new. You guys keep watching. We keep doing shows. Smoking and toasting 160. We will be right back at the New Potato. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting, show number 160. We are brought to you by B&B Butchers and Restaurant, 1814 Washington Ave in Houston. Uh, and, of course, in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth, Bacon, Bacon, Bacon. You'll have a chance to try that bacon at the Whiskey Sniff. If you we keep giving it. you the address because that's where deliciousness happens. <laughs> that's good. That should be their slogan, <laughs> right. where deliciousness happens. Yes. <laughs> uh, and they have, of course, an amazing bar curated by our buddy Jeremiah. And... Uh, the I have to say the whiskey here the whiskey selection here at the New Potato, which is where we're broadcasting live today, looks like it's expanded a bit since he's, the last time I was here. Well, he's been broadening it, broadening it out. Sorry, my English is a little off today. He's been broadening the uh, the whiskey uh, uh, shelf a bit. So he talked to me about four or five months ago and said, "Hey, he wants to be a little better known as a whiskey uh, destination." Right. And it's nice because he's really doing a nice job bringing in a few little bottles here and there at a time. But they're all great, great bottles. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see on the front here, uh, I'd have to get around front here to read this. Let's see what we have. All we right. have the Elijah Craig uh, Barrel Proof. Nice. We have the Four Roses Small Batch Select. We have the Nika Coffee Grain Whiskey, which is great, by the way. The Russell Reserve single barrel—that's fantastic. Have about eleven home. Red Spot. Now he mentioned this one. I haven't. He I said this is a brand new bottle this. for yes. him. Yeah. I haven't tried this at all. Uh, the uh, Balveni uh, Caribbean Cask. 
so uh, good. This is the 14. We've had that before. Uh, the Caribbean amazing. cask is my favorite. The uh, Angel's Envy uh, finished in rye. Mm -hmm. This is the rye whiskey finished in Caribbean and rum casks. Mm -hmm. That is actually mm -hmm. uh, going to be a lot of fun. Yes, And then is. Elmer T. Lee over here. That's just plain hard to find. Good luck with that yeah, one. And I sniffed that one before I even lit my cigar. And uh, it just all by itself, it smells amazing. Right, and so. that's the single barrel sour mash right there. So we've got a lot of fun lined up here, and I can't wait to get started. Do you mind if I start, uh, I think, start yeah. the process here? I think here? you should start. Now, remind us what your cigar is. Well, I'm into the very first third of my cigar. Now, you can do this sooner or later. It doesn't really matter. But um, basically, I've lit, my cigar, I've lit my cigar, and I've got the flavor in my palate right now. I've got all the cigar flavors going. It's important to smoke your cigar enough to get the flavor in the mm -hmm. palate. Well, that's right. You know, if you really want to match to a whiskey to your cigar, this is where you start. You get the, the flavor of that in your palate, and then you come over here. Oh, where's my little thing to set my cigar down? And then you come over here to your whiskeys, and you just pick them up and give them a nose. Right. Like so. Oh, my gosh, that smells amazing. Now, you started with, what is that? The That's uh, the Elijah that, Craig. Elijah Craig, okay. That smells good, but I like the first one better with the cigar so far. Okay. That was the Four Roses you mm -hmm. tried there second. That's a contender. That's the Nika Coffee Green, Nika I believe. Coffee, okay. Right. This is the Russell's, Russell's Rye. Russell Rye is definitely a contender. So, so far I've sniffed four whiskeys, and I'm going to tell you that the first and the fourth are the absolute best smelling with cigar. I'm going to go ahead and get cigar a little more on my palate here. This is this is fun to do, actually. It is fun to do, and you don't have to do it all at once. I'm just doing this as an example. Right. Oh, that red spot smells divine. Mm-hmm. And they all smell good. That's the thing. But some of them kind of match. The Balvini Caribbean cast. Yeah, 14. that smells so good. Man, you can really, the, uh, the, uh, the minerality of the finish on that, you can yep. smell right off the bat. This is the Angel's Envy... Um, that yeah, one smells right. a little bit sweet for my cigar, I think, at the moment. That doesn't mean that won't change. And the Elmer T. Lee. And the Elmer T. Lee. i got to tell you, um, I'm going to go back and smell the f the first one, which is Elijah Craig. Yep. Oh, see, that one's still right there in the Russell and Reserve. And the Russell Rye, yep. And I think I'm going Elijah Craig with this one. This is nice. going to be my match for my cigar right, All right now. All right, so that's exactly how you do the whiskey sniff. Now, even if you've only got two three bottles of whiskey at home, you still can, uh, and you don't have to pour them out, by the way, into the Glencairns to do that. We'll do that at the sniff, and we're doing it here because it's, you know, it just makes it a little easier for us to, to manage. But if you're at home, get the cigar on your palate, go to your whiskey bottles, you just pull the top off and take a good sniff out of the top of the bottle. That's how you do it at home. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So Now, I have to tell you, my choice right there is spot on. I've never known my nose. To, uh, to let me down on this. Astray, yeah. um, and uh, there's a couple things that happen, too, if you want to go ahead and do your whiskey sniff while I'm talking here. Okay. There's a couple things that start happening. One is, uh, as you do this more and more, you'll find that certain types of cigars and certain types of whiskeys generally go uh, well together. Mm -hmm. And so with this cigar right here, I would generally avoid, because I've done this many, many times, I would generally avoid really peaty whiskeys because I think they'd bury the delicate nature of the cigar. But this Elijah Craig is coming through with so much beautiful round sweetness that it works really around the very toasty and mild flavors of the cigar. And I get to taste both of them. Because we've all made that choice where sometimes you pick a whiskey that buries the cigar or sometimes you pick a cigar that buries the whiskey. And this is just such an awesome way to, to marry the two and make them happen. What are you thinking so far over here? Well, 
interestingly enough, from my initial sniff before I lit the cigar, I was thinking this Elmer T. Lee was going to be hard Smells to so beat. Good, yeah. But uh, the red spot is really interesting. The the Balvenie, um, the Balvenie, uh, I, I, I'm almost leaning towards picking that one, which is bumming me out a little because like I have this at home, like, and I was going to try something new, but uh, but let me try these other three. Absolutely. I have a little too much stuff on the table over here. I need yeah. to move around. So for me, the Russells is a definite no. Not yeah, that it sometimes, would be bad, but it yeah. just it just didn't light, light up the connection. Well, the this is way. all about what you're tasting at the moment right. because here's what's going to happen. I'm going to keep enjoying this cigar. Ooh. It's going to outlast my whiskey, and then when I'm done with that whiskey, I'm going to have the 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 whiskey and the cigar on my palate, and then I'm going to whiskey sniff again and see what wins, and it's going to be different. It's going to be different than the first time because uh, now you have different flavors on your palate. This is ever-evolving. This yes, just it keeps is. going around. You can try uh, many, many times. And it's funny because you might find that one of your favorite ones that you have, like that Balvenie that you're talking about, just goes great with your cigar. And it might not be the this most is the expensive one. Yeah. For, for my palate, for this particular cigar, the Balvenie uh, Caribbean Cask 14 uh, is the winner. And it's so interesting because that was – if you would have asked me – what I would have guessed would go, it would have been one of the last ones I would have guessed. But that's that's why the sniff is so cool mm-hmm. because it it allows you to uh, to you know without having to pour it and go oh okay it's just it's just all right. Uh, it allows you to do that to do that matchup. You know, it would also be fun uh, to some degree to have. Now I don't I don't know how how you'd work out the logistics of this, but how fun would this be if you did a blind whiskey sniff? Like you didn't right. know any of these. You didn't know what the brands were when you yeah. We're all human. We all drink somewhat with our eyes. You know, we all mm-hmm. know. Hey, this is. But that's the beauty of having this level of whiskey here too, is you know, you're not going to have a bad choice. It just right. may not be right for the any cigar. Any of these would have been okay. Even the Russells, which I said okay, that's a definite no. That wouldn't have been a bad bearing. It's just not as good as this one is at, in this particular case. Now, different cigar, that might have been the best one. You know, it, it just that's, that's part of what it's all about, too, is the, the differences in the different blends of the cigars are subtle, but yet, oh, thank you, that's kind of you. Um, but it really works to be able to pair them up like this. And that was the whole idea behind the whiskey sniff. We were like, what if you had 100 whiskeys <laughs> and you could sniff as many of them as you want until you find one where you go, I think this is the winner. Please pour me this one. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, I used to think that I had a collection of whiskey. Um, it's it's a modest collection, I would say. It's at the beginning of what you call Christopher Hart. Yeah, and then I met Chris Hart and <laughs> Alan Denny. And those guys have hundreds of bottles of whiskey. Yeah, yeah they're insane. Um, which is absolutely crazy. And And... You know, what's fun is you can work with three bottles. You can work with two mm-hmm. bottles. You can work with 20 bottles, you know. My collection has expanded some, but I'm still nowhere near where you are. Right. And I think I put up a video a few weeks back when we were flooded in, and actually my whiskey collection was behind me, and I did a little bit of a whiskey sniff on that. And you can mm-hmm. see I have, you know, certain bottles. You can see I'm a little scotch-heavy, um, a little less whiskey. But, you know, uh, it just depends on what your palate decides is great with the cigar. And I did that with a pipe. And that worked out really, really well. You can also do a whiskey sniff with a pipe. Mm-hmm. Huh? Uh, it's interesting because I haven't tried that. I'll have to try that this winter. I was just thinking about my pipe. In fact, we did a pipe show here yes, at, we did. The, uh, at the New Potato. It was a lot of fun. Yes. That was when you, like, uh, I brought my, like, one of two pipes that I have, and you brought your, like, incredible Ian pipe collection, <laughs> uh, which I'm still, like, so envious of. But, uh, but you know, uh, it wasn't quite cool enough today for me to feel like, 
But, and besides, we were going to do the whiskey and cigar pairing. So I thought about bringing my pipe. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, pipes to me are a little more winter, uh, mm-hmm. just because you know you're holding a warm pipe in your hand, and that just feels a little better winter time. I just, yeah, I just psychologically it feels like a winter <laughs> time. I've had a, a pipe in the summer, and it's good. But uh, yes, but you know, yeah, it's it's definitely in my mind more of a winter thing. It's also so. Renaissance festival time, and I will go to the Renaissance well, festival at some point and smoke my pipe all day long. Yeah, yeah absolutely, yes, it will be wonderful. Absolutely, you're a Ren Fair guy. I am not a Ren Fair guy. I am by default. My wife is a Ren Fair girl, and okay. therefore I so am that a makes Ren Fair guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing I know, you can find good stuff to drink at the Ren there, Fair. That is true. That is true. And there's yeah. a lot of great like little places just just sit and chill and have a cigar or have a uh, have a whiskey and a, a pipe or whatever makes you happy. Yeah. So if you were watching or listening to last week's show, uh, we had some major breaking news about the guy that had kind of become our our poster boy. For smoking a toast, yes, and, yes. Uh, Nick Jonas. Uh, what we found out was that, uh, and thanks to Wiki Brian for breaking the story to me uh, and breaking our hearts and breaking our hearts. What we found out was that the Jonas brothers, all three of them, including Nick, are apparently big fans of Coors Light, and they even are having their faces put on uh, some Coors Light can. I want to uh, see cold activated can. faces. Yeah, well, I do too, and I'm wondering exactly what that would look like. But um, we couldn't decide. We tried putting it out there, and really. I didn't, we didn't get overwhelming response one way or another as to whether, you know, are, are we now off the Nick Jonas bandwagon? Uh, <laughs> and we'd gotten on the bandwagon, just in case you don't know the story, because he appeared on the cover of Cigar Aficionado this last month and then immediately got, like, blowback yeah. from, from some of his fans saying, oh, that's terrible, he's smoking, he's, he's promoting smoking to children. And I'm like, children don't listen to to Nick Jonas, not yeah. like they I, did at one time. I teach but. I teach guitar to a yeah. lot of kids, and they don't know who Nick Jonas is. Well, there, there you go. That that tells you <laughs> that tells you a lot right Nick there. Jonas is. So yeah, so, some of them may say something like, "I think my mom listens to him." Exactly, right. and that, and that's the point. He's he's a grown man. Yes, uh, even though he's the youngest to ever appear on the Cigar Aficionado cover, he's a grown ass man, and he can smoke a cigar if he wants. That's right. So we came out in support of Nick, and uh, then we found out the the Coors Light news. And wah, wah, wah. we weren't able to figure out whether this was enough to throw us off the Jonas, Nick Jonas bandwagon or not. We kind of were wavering. So since we haven't officially jumped off, I'll bring you this week's installment of the Nick Jonas update. Sensational Nick yeah. Jonas news. Yeah, here we go. Nick Jonas and his brothers have just been nominated for two categories in the American Music Awards. Favorite duo or group, pop rock, and favorite pop rock song for their hit, Sucker, the most recent hit oh, by yeah, yeah. the Jonas Brothers. So uh, you can Google AMAS or American Music uh, Awards uh, to vote for Nick and his boys. And I think I, I don't think I've jumped off the Nick bandwagon just because he doesn't have great taste in beer. I mean, I have a well, lot I mean, of friends guy, who like Coors Light. If the guy Light, wants know? to drink water, that's fine. <laughs> right, exactly. And if he wants yeah. to drink water that uh, it comes in a cold-activated can, that's, that's fine, too. Uh, so... Uh, if you're if you're a guy that likes beer and then you put a bunch of ice in it to water it down, yeah, you know I'm just yeah. I've had a Coors Light in the summer and enjoyed it when it was really hot outside and the beer's really cold. Yeah, and the, the beer's cold, really the cold super activa- cold. I said it before: the cold activated can is an early warning system. <laughs> yes, it's, that's what it is. If those if those mountains are not blue, get the hell away. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, but I will say this: I don't want to be so much of a beer snob that I overlook the fact that you know. Nick enjoys cigars, and he got a lot of heat for that that I don't think he deserved. Yeah. So, well, you know, so I'm going to go ahead and say this. Maybe he likes good whiskey because I know a lot of whiskey drinkers that aren't 
very much beer drinkers. That's true. And I don't and want to be a beer people snob. who don't drink beer very often tend to like, you know, watery beers. So <laughs> <laughs> I love the way you say that. Well, I just I'm just putting it out there. I don't. I'm I'm the opposite. You know, I like yeah, my so my beers. wife likes watery beers. Yes. You know? Yes, yes. And I but still love her. But she's not a big beer drinker. Yeah, she's still awesome. But she knows her rum though, let me tell yes, you. Yes, she does. <laughs> so but uh and I'm the opposite. I like the biggest, darkest, maltiest, ridiculous beers, you know, you could get. I like other beers too, but I really like you know, like barley wines, yeah, which right. most people are like, what is that? Yeah. Hey, there's chunks in here. What's going on? <laughs> That's more flavor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> flavor that sticks to your teeth. That's barley right. wine. Um, but, but no, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to jump off the bandwagon of him as a uh, cigar lover uh, just because I want to be critical of his taste in beer. So I'm going to stay on the Nick Jonas bandwagon. If you guys don't want to hear Jonas updates... You let us know. We'll, I'll keep them to myself. Yeah, put, it, put it in the comments. Yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Uh, I may try, even though we've done a full sniff across, I may try sniffing out something else and seeing how, based on what's left here, pairs with this. And then before the show is over, I'll light a second cigar, and we'll try something. Well, I, yeah, I intentionally brought a, a smaller cigar so I could... Try two cigars. So I want to. Uh, my goal was to at least try two whiskeys with one cigar, maybe three. I mean, depends on how long the cigar lasts. Well, particularly with a cigar that's as complex as this one is proving to be, the flavor on the palate changes as you yes, smoke it, yes. and so it could be that something else will really light me up here for the moment. <laughs> oh my goodness, this is wonderful! <laughs> it's such a great uh, whiskey. It anyway. really is good. So, uh, so we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, I'll tell you why. Uh, not only I'm staying on the Nick Jonas bandwagon, we've already established that, but now I might be willing to actually purchase and enjoy a Nat Sherman cigar in the very near future. What? Uh, it's been over a year since I've uh, said, I've swore them off, no more Nat Sherman for me. Because, Somebody make a meme out of this. Yes. I, I'm looking at him and I want a WTF, WTF, a WTF thought meme. bubble right yeah, here. Exactly. So we'll get to the bottom of that when we return, plus... More on the sniff, and uh, what do you say we uh, maybe taste a beer in the next Let's segment? do it. All right. You're listening to and watching Smoking and Toasting, show number 160. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. It is show number 160. We are live at the New Potato, but we are brought to you by B&B Butchers and Restaurant, 1814 Washington Avenue in Houston, in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth, BB Italia, BB Lemon, and Annie. Is, is it coming open? soon? I, you know, I said this week that I was going to go by and see, and I did not. So ah. I, I will admit to being, uh, uh, to being maybe uh, Wiki Brian can look it up for us on, uh, on the web and see if they say that they're open yet. But uh, that is being reopened, in the process of being reopened, or has just been reopened, by the uh, ownership and staff of uh, B&B. And they brought back the original chef. Uh, the guy that won the James Beard Award nice. uh, is uh, is returning. So uh, my understanding is that a whole lot of the menu is going to stay the same, but they may add in a few things. It'll be interesting to see if they add bacon at any. That you would know? be nice, it right? Would be, it'll be interesting to see, yes. Maybe but even without the bacon, bacon their menu is pretty awesome. Yes, it is. All right, so we're going to uh, be trying a little bit of beer here in this segment, and we're also going to do uh, – are you ready to do a second sniff, Ian? I think I am. Okay, I'll let you go I've first. Got, I've got this. This is actually developing a little. It's definitely in the medium range right now. So it started out, you said mild to medium. Yeah, it was definitely on the uh, the, the higher side of mild or lowest side of medium, but it's developing a little bit. I'm starting to get a little bit of uh, 
little bit of pepper going on in there, mm-hmm. a few other uh, deeper flavors that I wasn't expecting. There's an almost a little fruitiness to it, and I don't know if that's the interaction of the whiskey and the cigar together because uh, those waters can get a little murky, but they're delicious. So I'm going to actually... Delicious murky waters. I like <laughs> that's that. That's right. Delicious murky water. We just make our own whiskey and call it murky water. I love it. I don't <laughs> think it would sell well, but I kind of <laughs> dig it. I kind of dig it. Oh, that Four Roses smells amazing right yeah, now. That's, they make such great whiskey. The Nika. Yeah. I think the Nika is going to get a little buried if I try that one. Mm-hmm. The Russell Reserve is still a contender there. What do we got over here? The Red Spot. Yes, this is an Irish whiskey. It's a single pot still Irish whiskey, the red spot. Move down the row. We're gonna try that rye. Oh, that rye smells so good. That rye smells like 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 there's a little bit of sweetness on the nose. Sweetness on that rye. It's almost like a almost like a cinnamon oatmeal kind of thing going on, if that makes any sense. And I don't again, that could be the cigar and the the, way the cigar is interacting that are on my palate. That smells great, too. But I think I'm going with the Angel's Envy, if you don't mind, would you? Mm-hmm. I'm going with the Angel's Envy rye, because that, yeah, it has almost like a breakfasty oatmeal kind of smell. Well, that's interesting, because you're, and this just goes to show you how the cigar can change as yes. you smoke it, because your first pass, that was not a contender for you. I didn't pick you. up, yeah, I didn't yeah. pick up that much. You, you, I remember you saying might be a little too sweet. For this, right. for this particular pairing, but now it seems to match. Now, yeah, now we'll see. But now I have the the um, Elijah Craig on my palate, and the cigar is ramping up a little bit, and this one just smells so good. And I didn't pick up on a lot of these uh, same uh, uh, notes when I sniffed it the first time. Right. So it's just an absolute blast to try at this. Uh, I was going to say this is so much fun, and that's why we really put together the whiskey sniff because what it would cost you to buy one bottle of really good whiskey. You can now be on site and taste, you know, a hundred whiskeys. It's want. this, uh, you but please Uber. The, you remember the classic uh, 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 Quaker Oats maple and brown sugar uh, oatmeal that you would get in a packet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get that one little crunchy thing of brown yes, sugar. That, yes, this I love that. has that element, not in a cheap, weird kind of way like the Quaker Oats stuff has. But it has a little bit of that element, and it takes me back. It's a little nostalgic to me, actually. I haven't had that stuff in years. One of, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, one of the things that I noticed that I think might be worth talking about as we're sort of uh, explaining the whiskey sniff is I noticed that as you went through and were smelling the whiskeys, you were doing um, something as you would breathe in the, the whiskey aroma uh, that is a really good trick to learn if you don't already do it. And that is, as I'm going to try now, the Selmer T. Lee, when you inhale to get the sniff, keep your mouth open. Don't close your mouth because yeah, it if, creates a more uh, natural sense of what you're going to get out of the taste and flavor. If you're looking at me straight on, you may not see it, but this is, this is actually what it looks like. You put your nose in it. And then just inhale normally. Yeah, uh, breathe through you. Inhale through, through your, your mouth. Nose, yeah. Or, and through your mouth, right. And because... Uh, because whiskey is, is, there's a lot of alcohol in whiskey. So if you and just about put your nose in it and all you do is draw through your nose, you're going to burn your <laughs> nose hairs up a little bit, you know. You get a little bit of that sting from the uh, vapors. Um, but if you do it this way, you get a little truer sense of the, um, of the overall flavors of the whiskey. You get a little truer sense of what it's going to do on your palate. And you'll pick up some of the flavors that you would normally get on the retro hail and things like that that... Um, that you don't pick up if you just do this through your nose. Um, and also, it's just gentler on your sinuses. Ian, I'm going to go uh, for my second tasting. 
with the red spot. Uh, it's a single pot still Irish whiskey. Paul said he just got this. It's aged 15 years. It's triple cask, bourbon, sherry, and marsala, and it's non-chill filtered. And it really, really paired up nicely uh, with this AJ that I'm And smoking. see, that's so interesting because when I, uh, when I smell that, it smells good, just like the rest of them do. However, it smelled a little more delicate than I think my cigar would tolerate at this point. Now, I will admit... That when I smelled the Nika uh, uh, coffee grain, it did feel too delicate for this cigar. But this one, for whatever reason, does not. In fact, while it's not quite as powerful as the the Balvini, it's it's matching up very nicely. It's more subtle, but it's matching up very nicely. Awesome. Mm. Okay, I'm enjoying the hell out of that. That is fantastic. All right, so Ian. As you know, and as regular um, followers of the show know, there's been a lot of legislation going on uh, that is, uh, has the potential to impact the premium cigar industry in a negative way. Yes. Uh, the premium cigar industry, cigars in general, have been put under the governmental watch of the FDA. And now there are a number of proposed FDA regulations that are all going to have a negative effect on premium cigars. And the the frustrating part of it for people who enjoy premium hand-rolled cigars is that the intent of this legislation doesn't really have anything to do with premium cigars. Right. It has to do with trying to keep cigars out of the hands of kids, and it has to do with I'm watching a guy wheel a... Uh, a, a a keg of beer past my car and almost <laughs> yeah, like drop it on the front. Right now. Uh, so, uh, but it has to do with keeping cigars out of the hands of minors, which yes. is a thing I would support. Yes. And it also has to do with imposing proper regulations on the kind of cigars that you buy at convenience stores. The um, the flavored machine cigars, roll, machine roll flavored yeah. cigars. Which, if you're going to find an, uh, uh, a 15 year old smoking a cigar. Um, that's what you're going to find them. Smoking. It's probably not an AJ Fernandez. It's probably yeah. a watermelon yeah. flavored blunt. They're not going into uh, uh, Stogies and purchasing a uh, you know twenty three dollar padrone. Padrone, right? Yeah. No Andalusian bowls or anything right. like exactly. that. Right? Exactly. Generally, they don't see you know sixteen year old. Uh, but unfortunately, the premium cigar industry, even though there is virtually zero sales to minors in the premium cigar in- industry. Um, it's going to have to deal with, if this legislation takes effect, and it's been passed, it just hasn't taken effect yet. Um, it's going to have to, there's really onerous packaging restrictions, uh, restrictions on putting out new brands, things that are not good for the health of the premium cigar industry, particularly for the smaller boutique cigar companies, yeah. like A.J. Fernandez, for example, like um, you know um, Guardian of the Farm, like so many of the other uh, smaller cigar companies that are really innovative, that are trying new things, and that are uh, going to really be kind of put into a box. Many of them may not survive. Many tobacco retailers may not survive because of the restrictions and some of the taxes and the pricing that will take effect uh, when this legislation goes into effect. So um, what happened uh, along the way was the Altria Group, which is a $26 billion company, that makes most of their money from cigarettes. Yep. They're a huge tobacco company. <clears throat> they do, however, own <coughs> excuse me, they own the Nat Sherman brand. Yes. And 
the Nat Sherman brand is probably less than 1% of the sales of their entire portfolio. That's how big a cigarette company they are. Well, they released a statement in the middle of all of this in support yep. of this new legislation. And as a premium cigar smoker, I couldn't believe it. Like, because, after all, Nat Sherman is one of their brands. While I haven't been a huge fan of Nat Sherman in the past, one of their latest uh, uh, expressions, the Timeless line, I thought was fantastic. Chris Hart mm -hmm. actually gave me my first Nat Sherman Timeless, and I smoked it and loved it. <coughs> it could very quickly have become one of my very favorite cigars, but once Altria came out, in support of this legislation, which they're a big enough company to weather. That may, that may not be the same for a lot of the smaller yeah. cigar companies. Once they came out in, in support of this, I vowed never to buy another Nat Sherman cigar again. So that's the history. Yes. It was recently announced, however, and this could put Nat Sherman back on my uh, radar, that they are exploring options. Altria Group is exploring options for Nat Sherman International, Inc., including selling the premium ah. cigar business. Yep, that's the story. In addition to three primary Nat Sherman cigar brands, Timeless, Ipoca, and Metropolitan, the company also holds the lease on the Nat Sherman Townhouse, which is the super cool cigar store that's on 42nd Street in yeah. Midtown Manhattan. Have you right. been there? No, I haven't. It's awesome. I I like, it's, it's just amazing, the yeah. coolest store. It's absolutely awesome. So the Nat Sherman cigarette brand, by the way, is separate from Nat Sherman uh, International, the mm -hmm. cigar brand. So it's not part of the subsidiary that could be sold. It would be retained by Altria. But if this sale goes through, I may have some Nat Sherman Timeless in my humidor again. That, you know? And I would welcome that. I can see. I can see how you. Yeah, if, I mean, who do you suppose would pick them up, though? That's the thing. General cigar or well, someone like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I suppose one of the larger yeah. cigar companies could pick them up, or uh, you know, it could be sold to somebody. It could even be sold to one of you know. Think of somebody like Drew Estate, for example. Right. right. That picked up the Hoya de, right, uh, de Nicaragua few, yeah, yeah. line. Uh, I could see somebody like them picking it up and revitalizing it. I am certain that a part of the reason they're looking at selling this is. Because of people who reacted the way that I did to this, sales on Nat Sherman are down. There are stores who stopped selling it. Yes. There are stores who said, I'm going to sell through what I have, but I'm not reordering right, it because right. of what this means for the entire cigar industry and what they're in support of. And listen, you don't support your enemies in a fight. That's right. You know what I mean? Unless there's a real strategic thing at play here. So um, I would imagine that sales are down on Nat Sherman premium cigars, and that's probably one of the reasons that Altria is saying, you know, we don't need this. We can we can unload this to somebody else. And then, by the way, Altria can take whatever position on the legislation they want to. I don't care because they don't matter to me because I don't smoke cigarettes. You know. Well, and it, you know, Drew Estate would be um, a heck of a thing because they stand to lose a lot from the from the legislation because of their well, flavored line of cigars. That's right, because they produce the acid line of cigars, right. and uh, those which, are going to be, by the way, are handmade. Yes, uh, it's an absolute handcrafted cigars, right. cigar. No question. They are not made in a machine, and they are not, you know, they are not watermelon 
flavored? <laughs> no, no. They're they're uh, the flavoring comes from essential oils yes. that they keep in the room while the tobacco is aging. Yes, and the tobacco absorbs some of the essential oils. Now, admittedly, they're an acquired taste. Some people love them. Some people hate them. I enjoy them on occasion when I'm in the mood for that type of thing. Well, uh, but it's definitely not like buying a watermelon cigar. There like are some of them, like the Sweet Jane, for instance, which is a, a, a higher percentage of uh, pipe tobacco in it. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, you don't see a whole lot of kids smoking pipes either, or pipe tobacco. Well, pipe tobacco is going to be hit pretty hard with this yes, as a sideline. Mm-hmm. You know, who, who even thought of that, right? When's right. the last time you saw, you know, a 14-year-old kid going, hey, man, I'm looking for some Cavendish. smoke a pipe. <laughs> yeah, right. right? You, have, exactly. you have that Cavendish that I can put in my Eric Nording pipe? <laughs> you know, yeah. I just bought this new Peterson, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's, yeah. That hit me happen. up. You know? Right. Yeah. All right. So even when we're on location, we do continue to produce our own sound effects. And there I think that's an important element of the show. Uh, Ian has just opened a very interesting beer. It comes from a, uh, a brewery in Fort Worth, Texas called Wild Acre Brewing. I'm not sure if we've had a Wild Acre beer on the show before. Ian, can you recall one? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Wild Acre is from Fort Worth, Texas, and this is their Billy Jenkins Bach. And I'm going to admit some historical ignorance here because I don't th- I'm not sure I know who Billy Jenkins is. I'm going to guess I don't know anything about that. he had something to do with the railroad because there's a train behind him on the can. Maybe show that to the camera. Yeah, I'll bring it up to the camera. Since, uh, since but, I'm wireless and all. Yes, yeah, since you have the ability to move at will. Um, Adam, can you see if that's focusing there? Yeah. All right, cool. So Billy Jenkins Bach from uh, Wild Acre Brewing out of Fort Worth, and I thought, you know, good chance this might pair okay with some cigars. So, and this one's coming in at five point two percent. It looks great. It's nice on the nose. It's got a, a nice sort of roasted malty uh, aroma to the nose, and oh wow, that smells really good. It's really good, Ian. Uh, as a uh, as a Bach, I think that's tremendous. Oh yeah, it's just it's just it's. I would say it's more. It has that sort of traditional Bach flavor that you expect from this style of beer, but I think it's maybe a little more flavorful than that, wouldn't you say? Ah, the Billy Jenkins uh, Wiki Brian comes through for us. the The name Billy Jenkins is derived from the namesake of Fort Worth, Texas, General William Jenkins Worth. Oh, okay. There, there we go. have it. There you go, Wiki Brian. You're <laughs> awesome. Uh, He's our he's our fact checker, by the way. He's great. He's, he's our he's our uh, uh, bat layer or uh, bat cave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's the he's the cray computers in the bat cave. Um, I will say that um, one of the interesting things, and again, it's sometimes hard to talk and do the show and keep my cigar lit. But I have had to relight the bad news. I've had to relight this AJ uh, Diaz de Gloria a um, couple of times. The good news is, so far at least, there doesn't seem to be. Any kind of a relight penalty. And on a Nicaraguan cigar, that is not a given. Because they can sometimes turn out being a bit harsh on the relight. I want to tell you, this H. Upman that I've been smoking is absolutely fantastic. This is right in the medium range. This is something that I would recommend to someone who likes uh, mild to medium, uh, even if they like more on the mild side. Because this one starts off and really kind of brings you into the medium. Mm -hmm. And in such a nice way, it's ramping up a little bit. It's still definitely in the medium, but it's ramping up a little bit flavor-wise. And just review which of the whiskeys you. Uh, this you is the this? Uh, this is the Angel's Envy. The uh, that's rye. the most recent yes, one, the rye. But it's and also you, finished in rum cask, so it has a lot of lot of different flavors going on. And you started it. with the Elijah Craig, is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. So yeah, so a lot of flavors going on. My uh, cigar is also 
matching up very nicely with the Billy Jenkins Bach. And I'm getting lots of roasted malt on this. Just a very, very delicious flavor. I'm glad you chose this because not only does it go well with my cigar and my whiskey, but, man, they nailed it. They knocked it out of the park with this Bach right here. This is one... If this was available to me on a regular basis, this is one that would always be in my fridge. I this think is you can probably find this Did you? Uh, in, in Houston. I think I bought this as Specs, if I remember. Oh, nice. Then I will definitely so. be picking. You see, you're immediately Smoking affecting the sales. Influence the sales, ladies and gentlemen. We know this, this is, is true. This is outstanding. It drinks great. The mouth feels great on it. The flavor profile. I love the maltiness. Mm-hmm. And there's just enough... Uh, just enough of the hop to keep it from being a little too sweet, actually, yes. on, the, on the tail end. Absolutely. It's it's really nicely balanced. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we have talked about so many times, beers that are able to balance their flavor kind of rock it to the top of my favorite list. I, you know, if you're going to compare this to our most popular Bach here, like a Shiner Bach, Shiner Bach hits your palate right up front with the, with the maltiness and then... Washes a little cleaner on the end. This hits a little more of the middle of the palate. This is, like you said, very balanced mm-hmm. overall. And um, and uh, I think it leaves a really nice, friendly aftertaste as well. One of the things I love about Shiner Bach is that I can always count on it to pair well with a cigar, almost yes, no yes. matter what cigar I'm smoking, whereas some of my favorite IPAs are, are a bit of a tough match for a cigar. It just yes. depends on the beer. But a lot of times the hoppiness really gets in the way of... Uh, of experiencing the cigar flavors. This Billy Jenkins Bach may pair even better with the cigar than the Shiner. This is an outstanding beer. I'd love to try them side side just to see. uh, That would be interesting. Shiner around here is so ubiquitous. Like, it's everywhere. And it's just so nice to... uh, to have another uh, Bach to try. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. A lot of companies don't make Bachs. Yeah. Uh, Now, uh, Carbach. Makes yeah. the Crawford Bach, which I don't like as well as the Shiner. It's it's okay, but it but it did it did not light me up the way even a normal Shiner Bach. I would. think the Crawford Bach uh, to me is not as interesting a Bach. It's it's I hate to say this because I don't want to diss on the uh, the uh, Carbach guys, but to me it's like uh, a beer company that goes, oh, we kind of need something in that profile, right? And it's it's a little too. Um, I, I don't, watery's not the word. It's just not flavor forward. Whereas you if know? you compare it to this Billy Jenkins uh, from Wild Acre, you get the sense that they brewed this up and thought, we got something. Somebody that loves yeah. Bach yeah. made this. Made this yes. beer. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. All right. So we are going to uh, take a quick break. We will be right back. I think as much as I'm loving this cigar, I think I may actually light my second one. Because we're uh, getting I'm going close for second to the end one, of the I'm show, on the tail end here yeah, too. and and I think that it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to do a little bit more whiskey sniff. We'll maybe try one more beer and uh, maybe talk to you about whiskey pods. This is the newest thing whiskey in pods. whiskey pods. The newest thing in whiskey. Do they make them uh, colorful? I hope so. Do they make them I look like so. candy? You know, you know, they have those sleep pods that you can actually go and sleep in. I think I'd rather sleep in a whiskey pod. <laughs> we'll be right back to smoking a dozen in sixty. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting, and you are checking out show number 160, and we are so thrilled to be here for number 160. Uh, we are brought to you by B&B Butchers and Restaurant, 1814 Washington Ave in Houston. We have a dog visiting us. Awesome. I love dogs. Hi. 
Hello, puppy. <laughs> uh, we are brought to you by B&B Butchers and Restaurant, 1814 Washington Avenue, Houston, and in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth, B.B. Uh, Italia on Memorial in Houston, B.B. Lemon, and uh, Annie, of course, which we'll get more info on uh, uh, soon. So, um, Ian, I, I want to kind of show off something since usually you're the one who's showing off cool stuff on the show. I want to show this off, and maybe I can hold this closer oh, to the camera. You just want to do this because this is, this is what we're about to call – Accessory envy, right? Yes, now. this is I big have time. accessory envy so for this right here. My wife bought me this for my birthday. It just looks like something that you would hang on your keychain, which you can. Although I haven't done that because I really don't want to get it scratched. It's a double-sized punch. I'll hold, I'll hold this while that. you exemplify. Uh, you can unscrew this side of the punch, and there is a fairly large, uh, good for your probably an eight cigars. millimeter. Yeah. And then that screws back in. You can also unscrew the other side for a slightly smaller. You're better at uh, probably closer to sizes. six millimeter. Yeah, for a slightly yeah. smaller punch, and it works beautifully. And I am going to do my best not to scratch it. I'm not carrying it in my pocket because <laughs> I don't want to scratch it. So I use that to uh, punch uh, my next cigar, mm. which is. Can I show uh, this? Can I show this first? Because I don't please know. Please do. Because I haven't taken here, any of the first uh, off, there's a couple packaging things. off of it. Yeah. Look how beautiful this. Oh, it's packages, yeah, by the way. It's wonderful. And then this is what a punch looks like. Mm-hmm. It makes a perfect little circle on the end. Is that coming to focus? It makes it's, a perfect little circle on the end, and it's a very neat way to, it used uh, to be, yeah, open it used, up the end of a cigar versus a clip, which right. opens up the entire end of the cigar. Now, it used to be that my favorite way to, uh, uh, to uh, clip a cigar was to use a V-clip. I really... But I've lately become a real fan of the punch, and my wife knew that. That's why she bought me a nice. So, I had a little plastic one that I was using that you know would break and sucks, yeah, yeah, always kind of sucked. But we had uh, the one where where you'd punch it in and it would leave the blade in there. And yes, and I had to the pull blade the blade out by hand. That's <laughs> that's what was happening. So and I had uh, a lighter or two that had a punch in the bottom. But those are great because you don't have to carry a punch with you. But right. they don't work quite as well as this in terms well, of that's, that's making a really clean The biggest punch reason cut. my default is a punch is I like how clean it is. Um, there are a couple downsides to it, but the pluses are this. Uh, it's a super clean uh, entry to the, uh, to the end of a cigar. Um, you don't get a lot of tobacco in the mouth or anything like that. Some cigars are better about that than others. But the other thing is, is it's an accessory that they put on a lot of lighters, even not very expensive lighters. You can get some for like $10 to $15 that have a little punch built in, and it's great to only carry one thing in your pocket, not a few things. Mm-hmm. Now, I do like my uh, cutters, and I like the V-cut is very nice as well. But all those things tend to get a little bulky if you're carrying all those things in your pocket. And when I go out and about, if I can carry a cigar in a tube and one lighter in my pocket, that is a super nice way if I have an opportunity to smoke a cigar, right. bang, bang, go, and it's, it's just two little pieces instead of carrying an extra cutter and those kind of things. And that being said, yeah. if your cigar is a little dry, you will crack the end of your cigar with a punch. Mm-hmm. And that makes it a little tough because I've had cigars that would have been great that I've kind of cracked the end and, ah, oh, now it's a pain to smoke. But the benefits, I think, generally outweigh it, and you just learn to get... Uh, be gentle with well, it. Well, and I'll admit, if I'm going to punch a cigar, I put it in my mouth and lick the end of it first. Right. Because that uh, that little bit of moisture can help the punch not create yes. such a problem with cracking when it uh, when it opens up the cigar. Which, by the way, makes it a little bit more personal if you're uh, if you're using your punch for someone else's stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Might want to get an alcohol swab. <laughs> yes. Clean clean that punch up every once in a <laughs> or while. Or know them very well. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. So uh, I've lit this. I'm really just getting it on my palate. You're a little ahead of me, so... Are you ready to do uh, another sniff here, Ian? This cigar is vastly different from the other one. What this did you like? Tatuaje M.E. And oh, I'm not baby. entirely sure what the M.E. stands for. I think it's Mexican something. Mexican Ecuadorian, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. It's uh, it's an M.E. or me. Uh, but it's, and I, you know, I'm a fan of Tatuaje anyway. They make such great cigars. So I'm going to embark on my whiskey sniff here. I'm going to exclude the ones that I've already tried. Because those flavors are already on palate, and I kind of want to be adventurous and try. We've got four more whiskeys here that we haven't even uh, tried yet. Yes, and I can just tell you from well, the from four the roses start, a contender. While you're doing the sniff there, that this cigar, this Monte Cristo Espada, Ooh, yeah. is a very different flavor profile from the AJ that I was smoking earlier. Mmm, everything smells good with this cigar. Let me try that Elmer T. Lee at the end. Oh, that might be the winner. Let me think about that one. I want to, I want to smell this uh, uh, yeah, coffee back, grain yeah. again. Interesting. You know, those both smell so good with the cigar. The Elmer T. Lee's a little bit richer. The coffee grain has a little more of that, that mineral kind of thing going on on the tail end. I think, I think I'm going to go with the Elmer T. Lee on this All one right. Right. and go so, with the richer flavor. So I will say... This side of the whiskeys went first. Mm-hmm. We still have three left from uh, the side that's on your right, viewers left. And uh, and now all of the ones have been selected from this side. Not that that means anything. We still have quite a few cigar left, though. Yes, this is true. <laughs> we just lit and, the cigar, so we got at least another sniff in us. And a segment and a half of the show to go. So, there you, uh, yeah, that's right. So right. Uh, I will just say that I just kind of finished up the red spot that I uh, uh, got to pair with the A.J. Fernandez uh, Deus de Gloria. Uh, and it went pretty nicely with this uh, Monte Cristo, but definitely a very different pairing than from what the A.J. was. So it's going to be really interesting to, to me now to do the sniff with our remaining three and see what matches up maybe even better. That Elmer T. Lee has such a smooth and silky kind of caramel flavor to it. I loved that when I sniffed it even before the show Yeah, started. it's such a silky kind of... I, I don't know how to describe it. If you ever had something that's real silky, caramel kind of thing, um, it's really, really nice. It's like like a caramel mousse almost. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's mm-hmm. so good. So we're going to go back to the cigar now and see how they go together. How much of the cigar do you recommend getting on your palate before you, uh, before you try the sniff? You know, it depends from cigar to cigar because the initial light on a cigar can be anywhere from, from you know, a half inch to an inch uh, right. before those flavors calm down. Most cigars, a half inch is plenty. I probably went a little bit early on this one, but this one started out nice and smooth. It's very, uh, very different from the previous cigar. This one has a little more of the, uh, the more chocolatey flavors to it, a little more espresso kind of feel to it, and I think it likes the sweetness from the Elmer T. Lee. In my palate, I think that's why those things matched up really well. I will also mention that lighter cigars can sometimes take a little longer to get them on your palate than yeah. the heavier cigars. You can get them maybe a little bit faster. Little if bit you're earlier. smoking a Connecticut or something lighter, it may take you a little more of the cigar before you feel like you've got it kind of firmly yeah. established in your palate. But uh, uh, but that's uh, that's and you want, part of the fun. And I, and I will tell you, like as general rules, things you learn about this. If you're smoking a Man of War... 
<laughs> something like that that's that's just a powerhouse cigar to begin with and mm-hmm. and i like them they're they're great some people Flor dominica chisel yeah <laughs> la flor dominicana like anything I say that wrong. from la flor dominicana they're yeah. generally known for their powerhouse cigars you're generally going to want something overproof is a good place to start looking because you get a yes. little bit bigger flavors um and then uh, uh, sweeter whiskeys a lot of times go with that because the flavor is so big and powerful, you need something that cuts through the flavor now, as well. I will admit, um, this cigar, it's wonderful. It's coming across a bit lighter mm-hmm. than the last one. I almost wish I'd started with this and then gone up to the, uh, uh, to the AJ. But I'm taking a moment to make sure I've really got it on my palate now, before I try this. I next. actually did a review on that cigar uh, a few months I ago. I remember you loving it. Yes, I absolutely love it. And I think what you're going to find is that's going to be one that evolves a bit and is going to get a little bit bigger as you go along. It's never going to be huge, but it's going to get bigger. And I think that you're going to find that it's going to it's going to find a spot in your palate about halfway through. It's going to be a different cigar. Every now and then, when I'm um, mentioning in my tasting notes on a cigar that it burned a bit unevenly but it wasn't a problem this is kind of an example of what that looks like mm-hmm. it's kind of an uneven burn you can say it's burning a little faster on one side than the other but i have a feeling if i totally leave it alone and just keep smoking it it'll probably even out reasonably well on its own mm-hmm. and if it doesn't a very light touch-up should take care of it and and get it burning uh evenly what you don't want though is for that side that's burning a little faster for that to increase to and start, start running, right. running. Uh, then what's going to happen is you're going to get an unbalanced flavor from the right. tobacco that's not what the blender intended the well, flavor get, balance of the tobacco to be. You get hot spots that right. happen that way. Mm-hmm. Now, I've had cigars that burn a little uneven like that, but that unevenness stays the entire time down. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's and, okay, too. That's, yeah. Again, that's not an issue. And like I said, this one will probably even itself out because that's not a really severe difference from one side to the other. Yours looks like it's burning pretty evenly. It's pretty good. Uh, there's there's a little deviation, but this is this is perfectly in the realm of a, a great smoking cigar. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get the ones that it's like a laser line across there, All right. and yeah. that's really nice too. All right, so I'm getting ready to sniff. We have three remaining: the Russells, the Nika Coffee, and this is the Four, the four Roses. Four Roses, right? yes. All right, so I'm going to start with the Russells. This one did not feel like it matched up with my first cigar. Let's see how it goes for this one. Yeah, and you can always come back to whiskeys, too. And wow. that, that one that doesn't smell great immediately might smell great when you're halfway through this cigar. And I will tell you that already this pairs much better with the uh, Monte Cristo uh, than it did with the AJ, which just goes to show you these are all subtle things, Yeah, but they can wind up making a reasonably big difference in terms of how much enjoyment you're getting and it's all completely personal like some people like spicy and they'll smell something spicy and go i really love that and other people go that smells terrible well that's you never know yeah that's absolutely right uh just like people have different tastes in what kind of cigars they like they have different tastes in what kind of whiskey they like and their uh their sniff will work out differently if you guys didn't catch the whole show by the way you can always catch up with us on youtube go hit our youtube channel and make sure when you hit our youtube channel hit subscribe and hit like that allows us to bring more and more content to you every week that's uh that's one of the ways we get our uh name out there and don't forget when you hit subscribe hit the little bell as well that little bell is going to let you know whenever we post our stuff up so you can have it Playing in the background, you know, if you're having a romantic evening and you want to just listen to us in the background, I understand that. Yeah, yeah. people people do that. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I do that all the time. <laughs> Your wife's like, could you turn off the smoking and toasting show? <laughs> it's not putting me in the mood. 
That cruise guy's voice is driving me crazy. That cruise guy's voice. I hear you everywhere, by the way. I hear you yeah, at, well, at, the, at the liquor store. here. Sometimes you're just in my head. It's part of my plan for world domination. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Ian, I'm going to tell you, I could not go wrong with any of these. And this is one, another of the wonderful things about the sniff is when everything you sniff feels like it would pair. Yeah. And, uh, and would pair well. So then you just got to go with what you're feeling right now. I'm going to go with the Russells, and that surprises me. Again, this is the bottle I have at home, mm. and I would not have guessed that I would be choosing it over some of the other things that are in our lineup here. Uh, but with this Monte Cristo, uh, the matchup is just well, great. Well, that's one of the funny things about the whiskey sniff, too, is it doesn't care how much your whiskey costs. <laughs> it cares how it hits your palate. That's it. It cares not for your That's right. And, and, you know, for those of you out there, we're trying very, very nice high-end whiskeys mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. But for those of you out there who don't have the uh, the budget for uh, a whole shelf full of super high end whiskeys, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of whiskeys that are in the twenty uh, twenty to forty dollar range that are just absolutely amazing. Right. You can go pick up some Buffalo Trace. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you can pick up uh, Knob Creek. Uh, Knob Creek. Yeah. There's a number of things Weller. that are very well. The yeah. basic. Twenty dollar bottle of Weller is a great whiskey. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. And and that that make a those three bottles and a cigar, you'd have a fabulous sniff trying to. Figure and I'm going to say this: Wild Turkey. Now keep in mind, we're not in college and we're not shooting it, mm-hmm. right? But if you take a sip of Wild Turkey, it's actually pretty darn good whiskey. And as proof that those guys know what they're doing at Wild Turkey, this is a Wild Turkey product right here. Mm-hmm. This Russell's Reserve. So it's it's just proof that even though that's an older and maybe. I don't know, less fancy name perhaps uh, in whiskey yeah. than some. Uh, it's it's stood the test of time because they do actually know what they're doing. They do. You know, uh, it's so funny too because uh, if you look at what we have here, we have eight outstanding whiskeys here. Um, we're going to have ten times that mm-hmm. at the whiskey sniff, and you just get to walk up and try any of them. You know Absolutely. what? If your goal at the whiskey sniff is just to try whiskey, you can do that too. That's right. You don't yeah. even have to light a cigar if you don't want to. <laughs> you don't have to. And if you don't want the cigars that are in your bag, just hand them to Ian or me. We'll be That's happy absolutely to right. uh, put them in the hands of someone who loves we'll cigars. We'll redistribute them yeah, appropriately. Absolutely. And you, you, uh, you could redistribute them to me if you like. That's right. Because I <laughs> love cigars. So there's a new uh, thing that is on the scene, if you will, uh, that is... Perhaps going to become a thing in whiskey. Now, I think uh, Wiki Brian sent me a link to this a mm-hmm. while back. So let me ask you this, Ian. When you do laundry, or does your wife do all the laundry? Well, you no, were I a bachelor do, for a long I, time. I do laundry you know as well, do yeah. Laundry, right? So do you pour the, uh, the liquid uh, uh, detergent? Do you use the, I have uh, the pods. solid detergent? You use the pods. I use the pods. The Tide pods. Yeah. They're awesome, aren't they? Yeah, they're great. You just kind of toss them in. Yep. They're, they're appropriate. So imagine a Tide Pod, except instead of being filled with, you know, wonderful cleaning solution for your clothing, it's filled with whiskey. You know, if Tide Pods mm-hmm. had the word whiskey on the side of them, then mm-hmm. I would eat them and it would be an issue. Well, <laughs> well I wonder what you're going to be thinking about the Glenlivet capsule collection. I am terrified yep. and morbidly curious about mm-hmm. this. They're clear. Ice cube size pouches filled with mini whiskey cocktails. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. They come in three flavors, all photographed on a small stately platform in front of a bottle of scotch, if you wind up seeing a photo of these. Uh, and you put one in your mouth, burst it with your tongue, and get a huge whiskey reward. 
We, we've got to get our hands on these and try yeah, them. Doesn't on this the sound show, like a right? great idea? Uh, people on the internet, of course, as soon as this was announced, immediately started discussing whether or not it was possible to put the pods in their butt. I don't know why. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't. Why does that even come exactly. up? Exactly. I don't know. I'm just. Uh, I'm looking at an article that ran in uh, the Atlantic, and that's in the second paragraph. All right. All right. I article. want to point something out. I want to point something out here. If you put whiskey pods in your butt, they're gonna taste like shit. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That was that was uh, that was well timed. That was well timed. Uh, the pods actually are a super limited promotional item. <laughs> they were only available in one bar during London Cocktail Week, which ended a couple of weeks ago. So uh, this is not something you can go out and get your hands That's on a yet. That's shame. Uh, but they were devised by Glenn Levitt and the award-winning uh, bartender Alex Kratna. And they said the capsules themselves are made out of seaweed protein. And uh, they're kind of a stunt of sustainability marketing. Now, but I think it's an idea they need to bring to market. Now, my question is this. After people tried these whiskey pods, did they have did they have a large rash of people going to the hospital because they started eating Tide Pods? I hope not. I hope not either. Or from putting the whiskey pods in their butt either. So, <laughs> well, yeah. Why is that even? Why is that a thing? I don't understand. Yes. A whiskey pod in yeah. my butt. Like, who's the, fir- who's the person right. that thinks right. that first? But, but apparently the internet went crazy with it when these came out. And so it was more than one person who, <laughs> who went there. You ever try a whiskey pod in your butt? Uh, I can't <laughs> like say I, that. No. <laughs> I can't say that I have. And if I get the chance to try a whiskey I, pod, that's not how I'll try yeah, it's it. not going there. Yeah, no. yeah, no. I, it tastes like that shit. Seems like a, <laughs> seems like a waste of a good whiskey pod. Uh, I will say that I think these would be perfect for bars to have. And when the girl comes around, like you're hanging out someplace watching uh, a band or listening to a DJ or whatever, and a girl comes around, the uh, cello shot? No, but I'll take a whiskey pod. That's right. Yeah. Whiskey pod? Whiskey Hell pod. Hell yes. Bring them around on the tray. I'll have one. I, uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious about it. I, I'm a little torn on it. Yeah. Uh, I, the, I think the proof would be, how is it? Like, how is the experience? Well, again, you're talking about Glenlivet. This is a very this is high end, well-respected yes. high-end uh, scotch, you know? So I'm guessing it's not a bad thing. Well, I, I guess one if can you're going stay with the times, that's a weird way to do it, but, you know. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break since the wind has uh, kicked up here and uh, is blowing over the Billy Jenkins box um, from earlier. You may want to polish that I'm off. I'm going to go friend. ahead and do that. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, the Glenn Levitts are in no danger of tipping. Or the, uh, the, I'm sorry, the Glenn Karens. Um, I, I am going to, uh, we'll take a break, and, and when we return, we have a little bit more. We have two more whiskeys to sniff. <laughs> two more whiskeys yeah. to sniff. <laughs> yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll have to try them at the same time. Doesn't no more whiskey to sniff sound no like a, a, a Western uh, oh, title of a goodness. Western? Yes. No more whiskey to sniff. No more Starring whiskey. Clint Eastwood. My dog's um, got three legs. <laughs> got no more whiskey to sniff. We do, however, have uh, another beer to try. And we're going to do that in our next segment. And Ian, I think you're going to be excited because it's Levante Brewing Company, first of all who are an amazing brewery. We've had their products on here before, and they've, they've had some great IPAs and some other things that we've tried. Now we're going to try their King of Birds Imperial Double Milk Stout. I know you're not excited. Yeah, that sounds so good. All right, we'll be right back. It's Smoking and Toasting. Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting. It's the program where you first heard about putting whiskey pods in your butt. It's uh, 
We are brought to you by. I still can't and, get over that. I'm sorry. And it may be their last episode that they sponsor now. Uh, uh, but we are brought to you by uh, B&B Butchers and Restaurant, 1814 Washington Ave in Houston. And uh, in the shops at Clear Fork in uh, Fort Worth. We are live today at the New Potato, where Paul, the proprietor, has been kind enough to set out some really delicious-looking and tasting yes. uh, whiskeys uh, from his collection behind the bar. Uh, and I would just mention, he's been working on beefing up the whiskey uh, selection mm-hmm. here and has done a fine job based on what we've tasted uh, so far today. This is, this is pretty impressive. So uh, very, very cool. Well, and this, is, this is one of those times where uh, he doesn't have like, an amazingly giant selection. But it's 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 very well curated that he knows are going to be good. And this is when this is when you talk to your bartender or the proprietor and you say, "Hey, I like this kind of whiskey," and he can recommend. Here, try this. Right, and you know, just if they don't have the one you want, and just like what I love, one of the things he brought out this red spot. I'd never even seen this bottle before, and it proved to be really good. By the way, I think you're the first one to try it. Actually, it was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> like the first one it to try that. Really, bottle. really went well. Uh, with the cigar that I was smoking. I'm currently working on the Russell's Reserve Rye, uh, and it has paired beautifully uh, with this cigar, the Monte Cristo Espada, uh, and it's uh, it's working really well. How are you doing over there? Well, I, I have to tell you, I've just finished the Elmer T. Lee, and I remembered one of the things about Elmer T. Lee that's a problem is it's way too easy to drink. Mm-hmm. It goes so fast. like It's just outstanding. So I'm about to smell the last two whiskeys here and see which one's going to go with this. Cigar, this Tatuaje M.E. I was just thinking the um, the whiskey pot in your butt would be a whole different kind of whiskey sniff, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would just that would just change the dynamic of the event completely, you, you, and not necessarily in a good way. I don't, <laughs> it smells like shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just saying. You know the difference between an oral and a rectal thermometer, right? Uh, is the taste. Okay, gotcha. Thank you for going there. Thank you for going there. Because if we're going to do butt humor, I'm going there, right? Okay. Well, it's, yeah. Uh, the show has reached an all-new something here on... Uh, you uh, know, uh, both of these smell outstanding with it. Um, and I could go either way. So I'm going to let you do your sniff and decide which one oh, you want to go really? with. And okay, I will take the other one. Because, I, I, frankly, they're both great. I can't go wrong with either one of those. And that's one of the fun things. Sometimes right. you yeah. you find more than one. You just got to make that choice. It's not life changing. You just try the next one the well, next time. Right. All right. So I'm going to start sniffing with. This is the, all uh, frivolous and wonderful. That's part of the that's part of the fun of it. Ooh, you know that is super nice. That one's and got that that really mineral kind of thing going on that I really enjoy. And the Four, and roses, the four roses has roses a sweetness. So yeah, good. yeah, so good. I'm going to go. I think with the Niga as much as I am. An unabashed Four Roses I love fan. Four Roses. I'm going to leave that for you. Uh, these guys, uh, as, as far as I'm concerned, they can do no wrong. I mean, yes. I've never had a single drink of Four Roses anything that I didn't think was just exceptional. Yes, and uh, not to mention uh, Nick. Nicholas is the... Uh, Talamantes. Rep- Talamantes. Yeah, I pronounced so his name fun. wrong the entire time he was on the show, but I got it right now. You got it right the second time yeah, he was on the that's show. That's right. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's... Uh, uh, he's a good dude. He's our uh, rep in this area for Four Roses. And, yeah, we uh, hadn't seen him in a while, actually. He will be at the Whiskey Sniff. Awesome. So yeah, he was there last year and mm-hmm. absolutely loved it. And he's going to have a bunch of the Four Roses expressions. That's going to be so fun. Yeah. Uh, Wiki Brian chimed in that uh, and said that uh, the show seems like a thinly veiled commercial for some upcoming whiskey event in Houston. And that would be That's correct. That's the Whiskey yeah, Sniff. Yeah, pretty That's much. Yeah. Pretty much. We're looking forward to it, though, I will tell you. Uh, so how's that pairing up, Ian? Uh, fantastic. 
absolutely fantastic. It's hard to go wrong when you have whiskeys of this caliber. It's just mm-hmm. you can go more more right, more writer. Mm-hmm. More, you know, make it make sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's that's what it really boils down more to. More writer is more writer. Say. Yes, yeah, that's what I would say. <laughs> um, so I talked about this. The um, the there is something in the works that could have an impact on the quality of your beer that you drink. And in fact, uh, it's important because you don't want your beer to wind up tasting like medicine. No, that would be bad. Probably the single most important ingredient in any beer is the water. Yes. And uh, brewers are warning the Supreme Court to back the Clean Water Act or beer will taste like medicine. That would be a travesty. Uh, the Supreme Court will be hearing arguments early next month in a major environment case that concerns the Clean Water Act. Sixty craft breweries have filed a brief telling the justices that weakening the federal regulation regulation could damage their business and could damage the taste of beer. What simplifies things for an industrial producer to put sludge in the ground and our waterways will uh, and not get a permit affects everyone else who deals with the water, according to a craft brewer uh, from North Carolina. So uh, local craft brewery or craft breweries around the country, maybe in your area, wherever you are, are banding together to try to make, this, make sure the Supreme Court knows. And it would be interesting to me, like, I would love to know, does anyone on the Supreme Court love craft beer because i would somebody's got i would think that would impact how they would look at this and it's not just beer by the way that that water is going to affect a lot of other things too that's our drinking water that's our drinking water that's uh that's the water that goes into uh whiskey and other spirits speaking of beer speaking of beer Levante Brewing Company, ladies and gentlemen. I got a little uh, bit of beer in on the my house. Uh, microphone there that time. Yeah, well, that's not the worst little thing in the world. A little splashback there. Not the worst thing in the world. Levante Brewing Company's um, Imperial Milk Stout. This is an interesting one because it is... Uh, uh, oops, I clicked on the wrong show. My bad. Uh, it is the King of Birds. It's an Imperial Double Milk Stout, which means I have a feeling it's going to have the sort of alcoholic beverage content, the ABV... Uh, that you are a fan of. Well, let's see. What does it say on the label? The label doesn't have a whole lot of information. No, it's actually not a lot of info on the label. Put on my old man glasses here. King of Birds, yep. Does Uh, it say? Oh, I bet it Does it not say right there? Oh, it does say 12.2%. 12.2%. lactose. Keep cold. Drink fresh. So It's uh, interesting it says drink fresh because uh, (laughs) a lot of the stouts, especially... There's uh, something you age, yes. There's something you age. Uh, And I just got this about two weeks ago, so so it should be pretty fresh. We're on the freshy fresh right now, then. Don't put it in your butt, Cruz. (laughs) DJ Beery Fresh and the fresh Because that will make it taste like shit. Yes. Mm. One of the things I love about Ian is he has a similar sense of humor to me, which involves never being able to tell the same joke too many times. No, the the more times you tell a joke, especially a bad one, the funnier it gets. It's especially a bad one. Yes. Yes, I agree. Now, this is an interesting beer. This is way more coffee than I was expecting. It is. In a milk stout. I was expecting a little bit creamier. Not that it's not creamy. But it's got a bit of carbonation to it, and it's got some coffee. What else are you getting? It's got mocha on the far end of it, like chocolate, 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 and mocha. Yes. Mm, mm, mm. It's, uh, this is delicious. This is, 
This is like a shake almost. It really is. Well, the lactose, the fact that it's a yeah. milk stout and it has have lactose in it is a reason that it's got that sort of consistency, consistency to it. But you're right. If this was frozen and whipped up, It'd be a pretty good shake. There's this delicious bitter chocolate, bitter caramelness to the to the end of it. That once I swallow and have that in my in my uh, palate, I really just want to drink more of it. Like this could be very dangerous in the long run. Well, that I think is really when you get right down to it, the hallmark of a great beer. If it makes you, you want to take it makes another you drink, want more, yes. yeah, seriously, like that seems like a no brainer. But it really is. If you drink it and go, oh, I can't wait for the next sip. Yeah. That's a good beer. Well, it's interesting, too, because this has a lot of sweetness that might put uh, people off, but that sweetness clears out of the palate pretty quickly. Yes. I think the bitter, uh, the bitter on the end really, really takes down the sweetness and just leaves you with this great kind of coffee bitter, kind of like you were mentioning the coffee flavors, really leaves you with that, that mm, nice aftertaste. Right, right. It's, uh, it's, it's something that I'm, I'm trying to say this the right way. I find it a bit more interesting than a lot of other milk stouts. I don't know if that means I like it better, but it is more if if you want to open something up, pour it and share it with a friend and like talk about it. This is one of the most interesting uh milk stouts I yeah, think this I could, is, I could recommend. It's got kind of a mealiness to the uh to the mouthfeel on it. In a it good too. way. It's a, yes, in yeah. a very good way. Like a lot of times mealy doesn't sound very appetizing. Mm. You know? Sometimes I use words that are funny. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's a very robust mouthfeel to it as well. You know you're drinking a stout. There's no doubt about that. Correct. It has yes. a very big mouthfeel. And it coats your palate completely, and it goes outstanding with the cigar, which has a lot of the same flavors in it, a lot of that coffee and a lot of the, uh, the chocolatiness uh, going on from this tatuaje that I'm smoking. Wow. Interestingly enough, I just went from the milk stout, the Levante uh, King of Birds milk stout, Back to the um, Nika coffee grain. These two pair beautifully. Nice. I guess that makes sense because of the fact that there's a a lot of coffee undertones to the uh, uh, to the milk stout. But I haven't gone. Boy, back these to the, these uh, two work well together, really well. In fact, that's a that's a grab both of them and 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 try it. Uh, sort of a recommendation there for sure. It changes the flavor of my uh, Four Roses substantially, but not in a bad way. It, mm -hmm. it masks some of the caramel that I was getting, but brings out some uh, like kind of dark fruity flavors, kind of um, and it brings out. You can definitely taste a little more of the uh, the uh, the the water kind mm -hmm. of. If that makes any the sense, sort of maybe it's, the it's, minerality it's, of the it's water. It's a little bit of the minerality, but the just kind of. You know how when you have really good water, it just has that particular nice flavor to it? Reminds me of Jim Gaffigan's uh, joke about uh, when people decided they could sell us bottled water. <laughs> and gonna, that people would open it up and drink it and go, this is really good. This is more watery than normal water. <laughs> yeah. You know, I had a friend of mine years ago. He always thought it was funny if we went to a restaurant to compliment them on their salt. <laughs> your salt, your is, salt is really, really good. He had, he had an awkward sense of humor. Yeah, those are the kind of people we like. Did he like repeating the same joke over and over? Very much. I like him even more. Very much. I like him even more. Um, so next week in uh, next week's show, next Thursday, uh, is on Halloween Day. So That's spooky. My initial idea that we would do the show in costume, I decided wasn't a very good one. No? 
Yeah. No, I, no? I don't. I don't think I so. can't wear my Michael Phelps outfit. You can if you. No, actually, you, <laughs> no, you can't. Sorry, that took me a moment, but no. Uh, it's no. just goggles and a yeah. swim yeah. shorts. Yeah, that's all right. No, not, makes makes it easier it. to use the beer pods, but no. <laughs> uh, or the the whiskey pods, I should say. That's so awkward. Uh, but no, yes, it is. <laughs> just like the whiskey hug. That's so awkward. That's awkward. Uh, it does so, come from behind as well, so it's so, very strange. Yeah, so I tell you, but I'm ching. But you know, uh, so. On next week's show, what I thought we would do for fun, uh, we've done the only blind taste test we've done on this show after 160 episodes has been, and we've done this twice, the light beer Mm -hmm. blind taste test. Next week on the show, for Halloween and for Thanksgiving, which is upcoming, we're going to do a pumpkin beer blind taste test. That sounds like a good time. Yeah, we've been assembling some pumpkin beers, and next week... We'll have uh, Adam pour them up for us, not tell us what they are until after the tasting has been completed. And we'll rank them based on what our favorites are. And uh, and I think that'll be fun. Has St. Arnold released their Pumpkinator this year yet? I don't know if I've seen that. Because I have one from last year. I'd like well, to throw that in the I think you too. should bring it. I think you we'll should bring it. We'll definitely do yeah. that. Uh, so the only question I have about uh, this, this pumpkin beer blind taste test is, should we... Should you and I, who will be doing the blind tasting, and maybe we'll invite a guest on to taste with us, um, should we know in advance we need, what, we need what is, the beers are? Not, not the one we're tasting, but should we know what the panel of beers will be? Or is it better to just taste them completely blind, not necessarily knowing what's in there, and then find out, oh, that's whatever? I think completely blind with tasting notes will be amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think we should uh, see if uh, Wiki Brian will take the day off. Oh, that would be great. We invite That'd him to come amazing, to the show. Brian, I know you're listening and watching. If you can get Halloween off, tell him it's a, a family holiday that your family celebrates uh, something special on Halloween. <laughs> uh, and you can come and, and uh, join us on the show. That'd be awesome. But let us know because we need to know how many whiskey pods to order. <laughs> That's right. And uh, uh, no, we won't be Don't able to Don't be a whiskey, whiskey douche. Yeah. Oh, oh, look what I did. See, look where we went there, yeah. <laughs> I see what you're doing, uh, but uh, but no, l- l- let us know, Brian, because uh, w- if you're not able to make it, we'll uh, invite someone you know maybe that nobody cares about. So there you go, uh, that, that'd be fun. But pumpkin beer blind taste test on next week's show, uh, and I think it's going to be fun. Ian, did you have a favorite uh, out of uh, what you tasted here today? You know, uh, so so many of these went so well with my cigar. I drank the Elijah Craig. The Four Roses. Um, I had the um, uh, the Elmer T. Lee, the Elmer T. Lee, and, and the, the Angels, Angels Envy. Envy. Yep. So those were the four that I ended up having. I think out of the four of those, I mean, I drank the Elmer T. Lee so fast, it was so good. Um, but as a regular, I'm just gonna toss something down and uh, and drink it. Ah, man, the Elmer T. Lee and the Four Roses are the ones that are really, really I do love fighting for that yep. space right love now. It. Love it. But all of these whiskeys, like I've had three of the other ones, and they're all fantastic. I haven't had this, so we're not going to leave here today without me trying that. That might be off camera. I but, think um, that'd be. I think that'd be worthwhile. Right, but uh, I, you know, I think you'll like it. By the yeah, way, I don't know. I'm going to go. You know, right now I'm going to go Four Roses just because, just because it's right there in front of me. And it's Somewhere so Nick Talamantes is is that's giving right. a whoop, he's, whoop. He's, he's dancing a little bit. <laughs> yep, that's absolutely right. <laughs> all right, so I. Uh, I would say for me, (laughs) 
I hate to be predictable. The Balvenie. That's so it, good. it was just so, good. so incredibly good with the cigar. The very first pairing yeah. that I did. Uh, but, man, everything was good. I will tell you this, though. I have a go-to at the house that if I don't want to think about it, I know it's going to go with everything. Or if I go to someone else's house and I'm bringing a bottle of whiskey and we're going to have cigars. All right. This is a big reveal. Uh, that's the, uh, the La Santa. Oh, uh, see, that's such a great. And, and a it's great not a terribly whiskey. expensive one, and it goes with everything. I've never yeah. had a cigar that clashed with it. Um, it goes great with everything, and it's got that sherry cask finish. And that, mm-hmm. to me, right there, is, it's, it's always on my shelf because of all those reasons. It's always good. If I ever walk up to my shelf and I, you know, you have those days where you go, hmm, I can't make a decision. That's generally my decision breaker right there. Yeah. I just go to that. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Well, uh, we want to thank you guys for watching the show. We also want to thank those of you who bought tickets for the Whiskey Sniff. If you haven't bought them yet, here is another completely undisguised attempt to get you to buy one. Shameless uh, plugs. Yeah, yeah shameless, shameless plugs. plugs. Whiskey um, Sniff, Whiskey Sniff, it's Whiskey Sniff. It's going to be so much fun. I, I would hate for you to miss it because it was a blast last year. This year will be even better, and it is uh, coming up. It's just a couple of weeks away now. And last November year was so 6th. fun that the reps – like we're excited about doing it again. Well, and one of like the, how cool is that? When word spread about the whiskey sniff, um, a whole bunch of reps for different whiskeys and brands that were not there immediately were contacting us and contacting Jeremiah, uh, wanting to know how they could be a part of it for this year. I'm, and many I'm so of them proud are. of that fact. That many is so amazing. Yeah. And thanks so. to all the reps that are coming out to this. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, but a big tip of the hat to uh, Nicholas Talamantes from Four Roses. Absolutely. Uh, going to be there once again and uh, wound up with Ian's favorite on the day. So and Favorite uh, on the day. Uh, it has been a really fun show. We want to thank Paul from uh, The New Potato. Absolutely. Who, uh, showed us great hospitality and brought out great whiskeys. Look at these um, great whiskeys he has here. Yeah, Come by here and yep. have whiskey. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's Like you said, it's not like a huge collection, but as you can see here, it's so very well this curated. place is a little unique, too, because the bar itself is actually pretty small. Mm-hmm. When you walk inside, it's a very small bar. But he's got the front parking lot area with a bunch of picnic tables. This is set up to hang out outside. He's got this raised deck right here, which has a bar right behind us that's open when he's uh, really busy. So you have two bars to go to. He's got this huge outdoor patio or outdoor um, yard back here mm-hmm. with more uh, tables. He's got games to play he's got a stage back there sometimes he has a band i mean he's got all kinds of things going on out here and he's a good dude with a great uh, irish accent so <laughs> there is that he's it, interesting to talk he's, he's interesting fun, to hear. he's fun to listen to so uh want to thank you all for uh, watching the show and thanks to adam on the wheels of steel for keeping things rolling for us and uh, uh thanks to the dog that was around here because she was awesome i don't know where <laughs> she went but uh, she was absolutely awesome so uh so have a great week ladies and gentlemen we will be back here once again for the halloween uh pumpkin blind taste test next week and so until we meet you then 